0: Welcome to episode 9. In this episode, we'll be taking a look at the American Revolution. You're listening to the History Hub podcast. In 1776, 13 British colonies declared their independence from their mother country. In this episode, we will explore what led to the separation, and how the colonists were able to defeat one of the most powerful countries in the world. Prior to the American Revolution, the British and French had fought for control of the territories in North America in what is called the Seven Years' War. The British had won the war, but to maintain the peace and offer long-term protection to the American colonies, they needed to station an army in North America. This would cost upwards of 385,000 pounds a year, a sum successive British governments felt the colonists should contribute to. To achieve this aim, Britain passed a series of acts imposing taxation and duties on the colonies, including the infamous Stamp Act of 1763. This taxation affected all citizens of the colonies and forced them to pay a tax on virtually all printed items, from legal documents to playing cards. While the colonists were willing to accept taxation, aimed at regulating trade, they felt that taxation to raise revenue was unjust and unfair. Whilst the tax itself was low and enforced by local officials, many felt that it should be the responsibility of their own local assemblies to raise and decide local taxes. In October of 1763, the colonists wrote a letter to King George III claiming that they were entitled to the same rights as British citizens, that they should be represented in Parliament and that their taxes should be decided at a local level. Following the Stamp Act, American colonists rallied under the cry No taxation without representation. Protests escalated over the years, with stamp men, those who collected taxes for the Stamp Act, being abused, having their houses ransacked and having effigies of them being burnt. As a result, collection of stamp tax effectively came to a halt. In March 1766, the Stamp Act was withdrawn, but with the Declaratory Act, Parliament reasserted its power and its authority to enact laws for and to tax the colonies. Tensions continued to escalate between the British and the colonies after the British government raised taxes once again to increase revenue in 1767. In retaliation, colonists boycotted many British products, and in 1768, British soldiers occupied the town of Boston in order to keep the peace. On the 5th of March, 1770, British soldiers shot and killed several protesters in an event which is now known as the Boston Massacre, further fueling the anger of the colonists. Further inflammatory events included the burning of the Gatsby, a British customs schooner in 1772, and the Boston Tea Party, where colonists destroyed tea shipments from the British East India Trading Company in 1773. This itself was a response to the comments of British Prime Minister Lord North that the tax on tea was a mark of the supremacy of Parliament. In 1776, challenging this argument, Thomas Paine published a pamphlet called Common Sense that argued the case for American independence and sold over half a million copies. Even back in Britain, opinion was divided. Some believed that Britain, having borne the cost of defending the colonists, had every right to make decisions on behalf of the colonies. There was, however, opposition to the war and sympathy for the colonists in some quarters. In Parliament, the opposition was led by two groups of Whigs, one led by Pitt the Elder, the Earl of Chatham, and the second by Charles Watson Wentworth, second Marquis of Rockingham. Pitt the Elder sympathised with the colonists, and felt that taxation without representation was contrary to the spirit of the Constitution, whilst the Rockingham group were more concerned in maintaining peace and the stability of the Empire. Philosopher Edmund Burke, a member of the Rockingham group, had pleaded that the British government accept the colonists' demand for representation. Both groups became more concerned and cautioned Parliament more fiercely as tensions continued to escalate between Britain and the colonies. Pitt the Elder called for Parliament to recognise Congress as a permanent institution and to abandon any claim to tax the colonies. Congress, he suggested, would have to find its own way of paying for the British army that was stationed in America, but this plan was defeated in a vote 61 to 31. Outside of Parliament, There was considerable sympathy for the colonists among those pushing for greater rights and representation for the middle and working classes and the reform of parliament the rallying cry of no taxation without representation proved to be as powerful to the disenfranchised and taxed of birmingham as it was to the citizens of boston however as the historian franco gorman explains the opposition was neither coherent nor effective nor popular once hostilities broke out a rising popular mood of patriotism strengthened the government's hand. After years of bitter discord, the spark for fighting was the attempt by British forces to seize colonial weaponry at Lexington Concord in April 1775. The Patriots, as the rebelling colonists called themselves, fought against the British and Loyalists, with funding and armaments from the French. The Patriots were able to force the British out of Boston in 1776, the same year that the 13 colonies signed the Declaration of Independence. But war still waged on. British forces captured New York in the summer of 1776, and fighting continued until the colonists, now backed with French soldiers and ships, secured a decisive victory at Yorktown on the 19th of October, 1781. On the 3rd of September, 1783, the Treaty of Paris was signed, ending the war. Back in Britain, however, the struggle for representation continued, spurred on by the idea of liberty highlighted in the Revolutionary War. In 1776, Major John Cartwright, a British friend to the American cause, was one of the first reformers to advocate universal adult male suffrage in his pamphlet, Take Your Choice. In the same year, the radical MP and American sympathizer, John Wilkes, put forward a motion in the House of Commons calling for a more equal representation of the people. His motion gained no traction, but served to underline how entwined the issues of political reform at home and American resistance had become. The most famous critic of the American war in Britain was Richard Price, a non-conformist preacher and radical pamphleter. He produced hugely popular attacks on the war, with his observations on the nature of civil liberties in 1776, and additional observations on the nature and value of civil liberty and the war with America in 1777. His works proved highly popular on both sides of the Atlantic, and he was a close friend of Benjamin Franklin. The American Revolution had a considerable impact upon domestic politics in Britain. Moving forwards, British forces dealt with insurrection and rebellion very harshly in the remaining colonies, acting swiftly to stop the spread of revolutionary ideas. Within Britain, however, The ideals and beliefs on which the revolution was fought proved to be highly attractive, setting a precedent for later campaigns for reform and suffrage. Thank you for downloading the History Hub podcast. Hit the subscribe button and you'll be notified as soon as the next episode is ready. But if you can't wait that long, head over and subscribe to our YouTube channel by searching History Hub. You've been listening to the History Hub podcast.